chapter seventeen of kate bonnet this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by gloria begaman somerville south carolina kate bonnet by frank r stockton chapter seventeen an ornamented beard it was about the middle of the afternoon when a large boat well filled was seen approaching the revenge from blackbeard's vessel as soon as it had become known that this chief of all pirates of that day this edward thatch of england was really coming on board the revenge not one word was uttered among the crew on the subject of going ashore although they had been long at sea the shore could wait when blackbeard was coming even to look upon this doughty desperado would be an honor and a joy to the brawny scoundrels who made up the crew of the revenge it might have been supposed that everything upon captain bonnet's vessel had been made ready for the expected advent of blackbeard but nothing seemed good enough nothing seemed as effectively placed and arranged as it might have been and with execrations and commands bonnet hurried here and there making everything if possible more shipshape than it had been before stay you two in the background he said to ben greenway and dickory you are both landsmen and you don't count in a ceremony such as this is going to be station your men as i told you bittern and man the yards when it is time captain bonnet in his brave uniform and wearing a cocked hat with a feather his hand upon his sword hilt stood up tall and stately when the boat was made fast and the great pirate's head appeared above the rail six cannon roared a welcome and bonnet stepped forward hand extended and hat uplifted the instant blackbeard's feet touched the deck he drew from their holsters a pair of pistols and fired them in the air now then he shouted we are even salute for salute for my pistols are more than equal to the cannon of any other man how goes it with you sir nightcap bonnet i mean and with that he clasped the hand reached out to him in a bone-crushing grasp his fingers aching and his brain astonished bonnet could not comprehend what sort of a man it was who stood before him with hair purposely dishevelled with his hat more slouched than usual with his beard divided into tails each tied with a different colored ribbon with half a dozen pistols strung across his breast with other pistols and a knife or two stuck into his belt with his great sword by his side and his eyes gleaming brighter than ever and a general expression both in face and figure of an aggressive impudence blackbeard stood on his stout legs clothed in rough red stockings and gazed about him but the captain of the revenge did not forget his manners he welcomed blackbeard with all courtesy and besought him to enter his poor cabin blackbeard laughed poor cabin say you but i'll tell you this one thing my valiant captain cap 
you have not a poor vessel not a poor vessel i swear that to you my brave captain i swear that then with no attention to bonnet's invitation captain blackbeard strolled about the deck examining everything cursing this and praising that and followed by captain bonnet black paul and a crowd of admiring pirates ben greenway bowed his head and groaned i doubt if master bonnet will ever go to the dale as i feared he would for now has the dale come to him oh dickory dickory this master o mine was a worthy mon an a good un when i first came to him an a that i ha i owe to him for i was in sad case dickory very sad case but now that he has apollyon for his teacher he'll cease to know righteousness altogether dickory was angry and out of spirits he is a vile poltroon this master of yours said he consorting with these bloody pirates and leaving his daughter to pine away her days and nights within a little sail of him while he struts about at the heel of a dirty freebooter dressed like a monkey he doesn't deserve the daughter he possesses oh that i could find a ship that would take me back to jamaica and i would take you too ben greenway for it is a foul shame that a good man should spend his days in such vile company ben shook his head i'll stand by master bonnet he said until the day comes when i shall bid him farewell at the door o hell i can go no farther than that dickory no farther than that from forecastle to quarter-deck from bowsprit to taffrail blackbeard scrutinized the revenge what mean you dog he said to bittern bonnet being at a little distance you tell me he is no mariner this is a brave ship and well appointed ay ay said the sailing-master it has the neatness of his kitchen or his storehouses but if his cables were coiled on his yard-arms or his anchor hung up to dry upon the main shrouds he would not know that anything was wrong it was big sam loftus who fitted out the revenge and i myself have kept everything in good order and shipshape ever since i took command command growled blackbeard for a charge of powder i would knock in the side of your head for speaking with such disrespect of the brave sir nightcap the supper in the cabin of the revenge was a better meal than the voracious blackbeard had partaken of for many a year if indeed he had ever sat down to such a sumptuous repast before him was food and drink fit for a stout and hungry seafaring man and there were wines and dainties which would have fit place upon the table of a gentleman blackbeard was in high spirits and tossed off cup after cup and glass after glass of the choicest wine and the most fiery spirits he clapped his well-mannered host upon the back as he shouted some fragment of a wild sea-song and who is this he cried as they rose from the table and he first caught sight of ben greenway is this your chaplain he looks as sanctimonious as an empty rum cask and that baby boy there what do you keep him for are they for sale i would like to buy the boy and let him keep my accounts 
i warrant he has enough arithmetic in his head to divide the prize-money among the men he is no slave said bonnet he came to this vessel to bring me a message from my daughter but he is an ill-bred stripling and can neither read nor write then let's kill him cried blackbeard and drawing his pistol he sent a bullet about two inches above dickory's head at this the men who had gathered themselves at every available point set up a cheer never before had they beheld such a magnificent and reckless miscreant dickory did not start or move but he turned very pale and then he reddened and his eyes flashed blackbeard swore at him a great approbative oath a brave boy he cried and fit to carry messages if for nothing else and what is this nonsense about a daughter said he to bonnet we abide no such creatures in the ranks of the free companions we drown them like kittens before we hoist the jolly roger when blackbeard's boat left the ship's side the departing chieftain fired his pistols in the air as long as their charges lasted while the motley desperadoes of the revenge gave him many a parting yell then all the boats of the revenge were lowered and every man who could crowd into them left their ship for the shore black paul tried to restrain them for he feared to leave the revenge too weakly manned she having such a valuable cargo but his orders and shouts were of no avail and despairing of stopping them the sailing-master went with them and as they pulled wildly towards the town the men of one boat shouted to another and that one to another hurrah for our captain the brave sir nightcap hurrah 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 the dirty satan exclaimed dickory as he gazed after blackbeard's boat i would kill him if i could say not so dickory said captain bonnet speaking gravely that great pirate is not a man of breeding and he speaks with disesteem alike of friend and enemy but he is the famous blackbeard and we must treat him with honor although he pays us none i had deemed said greenway calmly that ye were going to be the maist unholy sinner that ever blackened this fair earth but not only did ye tell a pious lie for the sake of good dickory but compared with that monstrosity ye are a saint graved in marble master bonnet a white and shapely saint blackbeard's boat was not rowed to his vessel but his men pulled steadily shoreward with the wild crew of the revenge fresh from sea and their appetites whetted for jovial riot and with blackbeard his war-paint on to lead them into every turbulent excess there were wild times in the town of belize that night End of chapter seventeen